Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Sports Plus Podcast. And obviously, we've had some big news here in St. Louis the past few days. Mike Schilt is out with the Cardinals, and one of the most shocking moves any of us have ever seen. So that's what we're going to do a deep dive on this week's episode of the Sports Plus Podcast. First off, Frank, you just said it on TV on Monday. It was the most one of the most shocking sports announcements you ever covered. A lot of times there's some rumblings. It's like, okay, maybe this could happen. Not really this time. Boom, Mike Schultz fired. Just how shocking was it for this to seemingly come out of nowhere? Yeah, look, if you win and if your players like you and if the media and the town likes you, you keep your job. He's the first guy in history to ever lose a job like that. You know, uh, the only thing that would make you think, well, there's something else here. There's some kind of scandal. No, it's Mike Schultz. There's no scandal. That's why this is so shocking. It's, it's amazing in, in, from my perspective that the president of baseball operations basically chose maybe the hitting coach's thoughts on hitting uh, more important than the manager and his body of work, maybe chose the analytics of the GM uh, more important than the body of work of Mike Schilt. Yeah, I, I don't see it and I don't agree with it, but we're going to live with it. Andy, I, like Frank said, success was not Schilt's problem. Three straight playoff trips, turning this past season around, which I think he should get a lot of credit for and just staying positive and thinking this team was going to get it done, getting the 90 wins. No matter what those philosophical differences uh, quotes are, this was a guy who was successful. Why in the world would you mess with that? You know, I'm not really sure. And, and Frank, correct me if, uh, if I'm wrong here, but I don't know that there's ever been a more shocking development since maybe Walt Jockety was let go. I remember that seemingly coming out of the blue, but, um, but, but to your point, um, I don't know. I, there is, there is so much apparently that went on behind closed doors that nobody knows about. And apparently it's going to go to a lot of people's graves because no one is talking about it. Well, you know uh, what, I, you know, Andy, I'm glad you brought up Jockety because here's the one difference is Jockety was openly defiant for sure because he did not want to give up the draft to Jeff Lunau and Bill DeWitt said you have to give up the draft to Jeff Lunau. Now, I don't know behind closed doors if Mike Schilt was absolutely defiant and said, hey, it's either Jeff Albert, the hitting coach, or me. I don't know that for sure. I, I, this is what I don't understand is, did they give Schilt a chance to say, hey, look, Mike, this is really getting serious. You got to back off of this if you want to keep your job. Or did they just say, you know what? I don't like the way he's talking about Mike Gersh. I don't like the way he's talking about Jeff Albert. He's gone. I mean, that's, I, I'd love to know that for sure. Right. And the, the one thing to me that is, that is puzzling in all this is that it, it just seems like on the surface, you're, you're taking, you know, an algorithm, you're, you're, you know, a series of mathematical problems over, okay, well, what is the purpose of having any, any coaches or managers in the dugout if you're not going to use their gut instinct and, and say, no, this is a situation where we need to step away from the analytics and we need to do, you know, X, Y, or Z here. That's the thing that puzzles me the most is because Schilt had proven himself to be a pretty good game manager. Mosaic even admitted that he was a good game manager and that that wasn't the reason. But to make it all about you know, the, you know, the, the workings inside the head of the hitting coach who's, you know, been given free reign to put together an approach for an entire organization. 
over this obviously very qualified game manager. I don't get it. I, I don't see it. Frank, we're, we're talking about a guy with almost two decades with the Cardinals who was always really very nice to anybody that came in contact with him, worked his way all the way to the top, teachings of George Kissel and other Cardinals legends, just the way this went down. And like you said, we have there's no scandal or nothing. Uh, it's just the way it went down for a guy like Mike Schilt, there's just a bad taste, I think, in everybody's mouth. And uh, I think the majority of Cardinals fans – even if they maybe didn't like everything Schilt did in the dugout, just really feel awful about how this went down for him personally. Yeah, it's like our um, our station, Five on Your Side, did that poll. And I think the last time I looked at it, it was like 76% of the people disagreed with this. Now, granted, there were a lot of people second-guessing Mike Schilt, and even at the end, you know, with, with some of his pitching ideas. But let me tell you something. The, we second-guessed uh, the greatest manager we've ever had, or one of them, in baseball history and Tony La Russa. I mean, this guy, La Russa blew back-to-back Friday night games by throwing out Jeff Tabaka. And I'm sure that if there was talk radio and the internet and Twitter when Whitey was managing, we'd be second-guessing some of Whitey's moves too. Bottom line is three years, three postseason appearances. Last year, the devastation of COVID. He, he navigated the team to the playoffs. This year, the devastation of that starting staff. He navigated the team to the playoffs. I don't see it. Andy, go ahead, Andy. If I so if I can throw out a question here, why the rush? Why the the seeming rush to you know to do this? And obviously they had to go to Major League Baseball to get permission to do this because it was on a you know the day of a playoff game. But you know especially if you're going to hire somebody from within, which it all seems like it's like it's going to to be that way. Why the rush? That's a good. That's a good point. And like we said, uh, there's my. There's going to be some guys going to their graves, I guess, uh, never saying exactly what happened behind closed doors. And the thing that sticks out to me the most in all this, the Cardinals. There's always the Cardinals way. The Cardinals way, and it's kind of pandered online a lot. And sometimes I, I get it. Uh, people don't like that holier than thou kind of look. But you can't argue with the results. This was very much not the Cardinals way. It was sloppy. It came out of nowhere. It, people were unprepared for it. Andy, this is not how the Cardinals typically handle their business. Uh, I don't know if, if that's uh, by design or uh, or it's just how it happened, but it, this is not how things normally go down in that organization. No, you're absolutely right. The, the, the optics of it are just like um, like it was just a, like on a whim here. Oh, okay, well, let, let's just go ahead and, and do this. Uh, you know, I can say that, you know, for my part, you know, that we got a we got a text with the, the Zoom interview, the original Zoom uh, interview was going to be um, with Mosaic and, and they said it was at 1.30. Well, I looked at the clock and it was 1.33 when they sent it out. Uh, and then, of course, about, you know, two minutes later, you know, it came out that it was going to be at 1.45. But still, good grief. That's, you know, that's ridiculous. It was like, Okay, call Schultz at 128, you know, um, <laughs> tell him he's fired. Okay, let's set up the Zoom for 130. Oh, wait a minute, it's 133. Okay, uh, well, let's make it 145. Just not a good look at all. Not a now, good look. I will oh, go say ahead, Frank. This. Oh, excuse me. Uh, I will say this. is as, as much as I disagree with this and as illogical as it appears to be, the two guys making this decision, one – 
has never had a losing season as the GM or president of the Cardinals, John Mozeliak. And the other is a guy who I think is the best owner in St. Louis sports history. So it's, it's kind of a, a, you know, a, a dilemma to whose side you're on. I, you can disagree with the decision and still respect the people who made the decision. That's true. Absolutely. And Mike, Mike Schilt, to his credit, took the high road in his, uh, his Monday address there. Cause I don't know. I think there's a lot of people out there who wouldn't have been quite as gracious as he did uh, profusely uh, or not, not over the top, but at least thanking the people that ended up firing him uh, had to, had to have been tough, but they're, they're keeping it a mum mum's the word right now. Let's look forward a bit now though, because we got to do that next. Uh, there is business at hand. They've got to find somebody to manage this team that should have high hopes for 2022 and beyond lots of names, uh, Ali Marmol certainly get a lot of play. Mike Schilt specifically shouted him out in his statement on Monday. Stubby Clapp, a candidate. Former Cardinal Skip Schumacher is interesting. Ron Washington. Does Carlos Beltran still have too much baggage? Uh, Frank, what names intrigue you maybe right off the bat? Well, Skip is very intriguing because I know he'd be great in a selfish point of view with the media because I've interviewed him <laughs> a thousand times. And he he's just, you know, he grew up in the Cardinal system. I like, you know, the the overachieving kind of ball player, which is what Stubby Clapp was too. But Skip, Skip really got it at a high level. I mean, the guy mastered second base late in his career after being a really good outfielder. So uh, I, I love Skip, but you know, I would not have a problem with Ali, who's a very good communicator, very passionate. And look, Stubby Clapp is the guy who's won a lot of games as a manager in Memphis. I think he won a championship. Andy, let me ask you the same thing, but – little bit of a spin on it because Mike Schilt was an organizational guy and there was philosophical differences there apparently that couldn't be recon reconciled why would somebody else in the organization have a, a different viewpoint especially two guys especially Stubby Stubby Clapp and Ali Marmel who were probably closest to Schilt so do you think it's going to be an inside or an outside hire well I think it's going to be an outside hire um again I you know I don't understand understand why the rush to uh to can mike schilt if you're just going to hire someone from within <clears throat> the interesting question i would have is if they would hire skip schumacher uh and bring him in would they have to paint a rally squirrel in the dugout um just you know just throwing that out there um you know i do think that that ali marmal uh does seem to check a lot of boxes and certainly with the latin influence that uh that the Cardinals organization is taking on, he would certainly be um, he would certainly be someone who can relate to you know the Latin ball players and uh, you know put that face on the team. But I think it's going to be I do think that it's going to be an inside hire. Well, that's what we have to think of the surprising firing of Cardinals manager Mike Schilt. But what did he have to say? Here's Schultz's full statement he read to the media on Monday after his firing. Um, but I do want to uh, take this opportunity to thank everyone for the opportunity to uh, wrap up my very blessed 18-year career with the St. Louis Cardinals. I'd like to start by sharing my gratitude to all the players that I've had the privilege to scout, coach, and manage. My primary purpose in my 13 years in player development and five years in the big leagues was to help players realize and get the most out of their God-given talent. I'm thankful to have been part of these players' journeys. And beyond baseball, I hope they know how much I care for them. I love you all and respect you very much.
Next, my sincere gratitude to the St. Louis Cardinals organization who took a chance on an eager young baseball man and developed him into a man that I am today. It would be irresponsible if I didn't mention the many people who taught me the Cardinal way, although I'm sure I'll be omitting someone. I have a special place in my heart and will be eternally grateful for the love, support of Freddie McAllister, Mr. George Kissel, David Ricketts, Jim Riggleman, Mark Riggins, Galen Pitts, the Chief, Derek Lilliquist, Steve Turco, John Butch, John Butch, Scott Smolzinski, and the Major League staff that was with me most of the time and Tony LaRusso, Dave Duncan, Joe Patini, Dave McKay, CJ Cherry, and of course, close mentors and friends of mine and Gary LaRock and my man, Mr. Mark D. John. Of course, I'd also like to be grateful for the opportunity to get to know and to be taught from some of the best baseball people in the world from a major league side, Mr. Bob Gibson, Lou Brock, Red Shane Deast, Whitey Herzog, Ozzie Smith, Bruce Suter, Jason Isringhausen, Chris Carpenter, Mike Shannon, Joe Torrey, Jim Edmonds, and Albert Pujols, many of which, or all of which that are alive, have reached out and wished me nothing but the best. I'm grateful for that. This group and others invested in me and taught me what it takes in all areas to achieve at the highest level. The conversations were full of wisdom, encouragement, accountability, and at times, some hard truths and tough love. At every turn, regardless of how challenging the conversations were, it was always about what's best for the Cardinals and the St. Louis Cardinals organization and maintaining the very high standards of the organization, both on and off the field. I'm so grateful for the trust and opportunity I had in our player development department in the 13 years I was a part of it. A couple highlights being in 2007 at the end of instructional league, sitting down at the head of the table as John Mazalot came in after recently named the general manager and informed our department that we were now gonna rely on our homegrown talent even more and our future was our farm system. It was a privilege to help shepherd our system and reward that trust with players that came up and contributed to another era of successful Cardinals baseball. It was a player development department that won the 2011 and 2013 organizational uh, minor league baseball organizations of the year. Quite a tribute to our players, but also to our cohesive staff. Another highlight was working with Mark DeJohn and Gary LaRock, among others, in an, on an organizational field manual that captured the teachings of the recently departed, departed and legendary George Kissel. It's something that I'll always take great pride in and know that I left the instructional aspect of organization in good hands. Also, I'd like to thank the organization for the opportunity to coach and manage at the major league level, starting with the DeWitt family and the ownership group, along with Mo and his front office staff. I will always be very, very appreciative of your trust in me. I'm also very grateful for Mike Matheny allowing me the opportunity to be on his staff and giving me a chance at the major league level to start that chapter of my career. Speaking of staffs, it's a wonderful opportunity to thank the staff I've been blessed to compete with over the last three and a half seasons. One of the, one of the unbelievable, amazing things about this staff was the fact that how long we were able to cut our teeth and strive together 
Pop, Gertie, Jeff, Ollie, Jabelle, and Willie. I got the privilege of working with you in the minor league system before we got the chance to work together at the big league level. I was fortunate to, enough to coach and manage Ollie, KT, and Packy in the minor leagues, and they were a huge asset for what we were able to accomplish at the big league level, especially Ollie, who has my deepest and most trusted respect. Had the privilege and, uh, and of working with a uh, stud of a baseball man and pitching coach in Mike Maddox and a wealth of baseball wisdom in Chad Blair, head of our video department. Also Stubby Clapp, Dusty Blake, and Jamie Pogue, whose hard work and loyalty I'm grateful for. Thanks all of you for everything you did and being all in for our team and our organization. Also my appreciation for the medical performance, kitchen, clubhouse, and traveling staff, as they did an amazing job to serve our players and staff. You guys are all first class. I also want to thank the group that's in front of me now, the media. Um, it was a privilege to work together with you, and I was always uh, grateful for our time together, sometimes more um, so than others. <laughs> um, but I will say this, I, can, I don't know if you always liked what I said or agreed with it, and that's fine, and that's, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Um, but I respect you all, and I wanted to make sure you know that I did my best to help you do your jobs. I also need to be very grateful for the rights holders and the people that I know had my back and supported me through KMOX, the flagship station of the Cardinals for years. Mr. John Rooney, Ricky Horton, Mike Claiborne, and Mike Shannon, I'm indebted to your support. And on the Bailey side, um, Danny Mack, Jim Evans, Brad Thompson, and Jim Hayes have always been there and I'm grateful for our relationship. I'm also most grateful. There's no crying in baseball. Um, for my beautiful and supportive wife, uh, Michelle, and my amazing stepdaughters. Laura Grace and Madison. Um, they have been amazing support for me over the last three years and beyond rocks for me during this challenging um, transition and um, part in my life. I have the best wife in the world who I love deeply and has been beside me my whole way and is my best friend. I can't thank you enough and I love you. So I did my good every turn to be a, care, a good caretaker of the Cardinals legacy. I invest my heart, soul, and most of my professional career in helping maintain and be a part of being an organization that I cared more about than I cared about my own career. I was taught not to talk out of school. And while clearly there were differences that led to this parting of ways, out of respect for the organization, the people that run it, I can only express my gratitude and all the all this philosophies that were shared over the many years, most of which together. Um, allowed us to part ways as, as professional friends. And um, 
that will be left said and what what differences there were um, will be left to remain unsaid publicly by me. I respect and hope that any rumors or, or um, window that are out there can be left to just let's move forward and let's take care of uh, maintaining the integrity of the future of the organization. Speaking of the future, I'm at, at peace with the way I've left the players and the staff in a very positive position. I'm excited for the team in 2020. As for me, I look forward to uh, connecting with my family and growing the relationships that we have. And I definitely look forward to the next opportunity in baseball, which I'm sure will be many, and help grow the players and our great game that we all love dearly. So I would defer to um, everything I've just said. I haven't had a great wrap-up statement here um, other than to thank you, love you, and appreciate all of you. Um, and let's move forward and let's continue to grow together. And uh, I wish everyone on this call all the best. Thankful for the support. God bless. That will do it for this episode of the Sports Plus Podcast. Be sure to download and subscribe, as well as rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.